Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Jack Inslee is about a Netflix documentary all about uh, Rubik's Cubes and specifically two of the people that do the Rubik's Cube, do the Rubik's Cube, play the Rubik's Cube. Jack and I missed sports over the summer, uh, so we did a podcast after each episode of The Last Dance. And then after that, uh, the NBA wasn't yet back, the NHL, the NFL, it wasn't their time, the MLB, nothing was back, so we continued to watch sports documentaries. Well, we took a few weeks off because Jack is no longer a Washington, D.C. resident. He went to sunnier shores, so he is back and settled, and we are back on our sports documentary trip. So rather than go back to a sport most people have heard of, we decided to do something most people didn't realize was a sport or don't consider a sport, but I consider a sport just because, well, it's a competition, so that counts. doesn't matter. The point is it's a very, very nice film in a very not nice time, and that's why we have a Patreon account. Please consider donating at youmethemeverybody.com. It's on the About page. It's in every single podcast description. Every dollar helps. I promise to spend as many dollars as possible on Rubik's Cube so I can be one of these people with just magnificent hand dexterity. It is Monday, September 21st, 2020. It's uh, the weekend after the passing of RBG. The American uh, death toll from coronavirus has surpassed 200,000. And I asked you to watch Speed The Speed Cubers, a 60-minute documentary on Netflix. Jack, what did you think of The Speed Cubers? Well... It made me realize I still haven't ever solved a Rubik's Cube <laughs> ever. Yeah. And how futile my efforts have been mm-hmm. when you realize what it actually takes to solve one. Um, was it even 60 minutes? It felt shorter. It was like most things I find on Netflix to be, which is promising, interesting subject material and always becomes a form of lowest common denominator entertainment because streaming audiences, uh, you know, our streaming audiences. I don't know. That sounds cynical, but that's it how it felt. It sounds so about cynical. It. So, if you one one to four, let's do the Ebert rating. One to four, what do you give it? Solid two. Solid two. Is he, do they they do percentages? They or they like would do like two, two and, and a half. half. Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, what would make it? What would give it a higher rating to you? Um. And that's probably stingy. It's probably closer to a three. Oh, I no, just, I'm sorry. It's 39 minutes, not 60. It's 39 39 minutes. a minute. Well, first of all, making it the length of a film might be cool. Second, I mean, I, and we'll get into this, but I just wished that we learned more about what crazy algorithms these kids are mm. actually memorizing. So it's a documentary about kids, you know. Well, kind of. Is rather, it's kind of true. It's really a documentary about an autistic boy's mm-hmm. best friend and his his journey to um, become more socially adept, which is great, mm-hmm. which is a nice heartwarming thing. But it just it felt confused between is it a human interest story or is it like a young math athlete's story? And it, I didn't feel like I got either one. Totally. Okay. So I understand why you're doing that, uh, why you're wishing for that thing, but. I just Googled how to solve a Rubik's Cube, and there's no shortage of very quick YouTube videos. Sure, but I mean, there's just a lot of allusions to like, oh, yeah, and I've got all these. How many algorithms at any given point do they have in their head, and how crazy? Like, demonstrate it for me. 
I would have loved a scene where they just like, here, we're going to slowly do what these mm-hmm. kids do. So you can I see. I understand exactly. that. I understand that. But like the, I think the point is it's not about the Rubik's Cube. It is just a human interest story. It is. And, and I, that's, why I, that's why we watch sports for the majority of it. Especially it's during true. the Olympics. That is true. Like, give me that video package. Tell me why I care. Right. And it was meant to humanize these machine children mm-hmm. who, you know, you watch them online and it's just like, what in the world? And then, yeah, they're actual humans behind that. And, you know, I liked the allusions to what happens to a lot of these wonder kids and made me think of quiz show, like mm-hmm. when they get older, yeah. you know, thought back to like Magnolia. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's they you do seem to kind of age out of it and it's implied that's because you real adult things come up you get a partner or look for an apartment or need a job or whatever but is there anything to be said about which is the dexterity of your hands too i was wondering about that yeah if you just get older it's just harder to do sure but i don't care about any of that <laughs> Like I did you ever watch Losers? It was a documentary series also on Netflix. No. It was great. Um they the the gentleman made a short film that I saw at AFI Docs and like three years later did Losers, right? And um it is my favorite documentary series that isn't thirty for thirty or ESPN related because it's about the loser in the thing, right? I don't care about the flips you can do or the shots you can and can't make. I want to know about the personal life of most every athlete after the fact, right? So that's why this is so, to me, this was so nice because there was no hatred or vitriol and more importantly, no money. Like even if you win everything, you're like, maybe that covers room and board and your flight to the competition. Like no one's doing this other than the love of the cube, you know? That's right. And this is not an appealing thing. This is not even a thing like a spelling bee thing where it's like in schools and stuff. This is like a very niche thing that I didn't know existed until this film. And maybe that's why I didn't care about the whys. I cared way more about, actually, no, that's a lie. I cared more about the why than the how. Mm -hmm. And it was so nice seeing anything that wasn't uh, true crime related or really bad action related or just sad that's on Netflix. Like that's why I enjoy this so much. That's that's a good point. And I think I'm just I'm full of hot, mean, bitter takes right now. I don't know why. Yeah, but, let's um... go hard at the really nice New Zealand or sorry, no, Australian boy and his autistic friend from the States. Like like Yeah, fuck on. them. No, I mean I I just I, I just found myself asking a lot of cynical questions while watching it. Like, is this healthy for the kids at all? I would say yes, a hundred percent. You'd think so. A hundred percent, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird kind of obsession. And super, about, super odd. And not odd, a lot about their Odd is not a judgmental term. Odd is just, this is out of the ordinary. That's it. The, the hand stuff is not bothering me at all, man. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't bother me. I was just curious. I'm like, if you're, if you're that autistic kid, Max, mm-hmm. one of the main characters, and you were spending upwards of 12 hours constantly rotated, like... Are you, I don't know, are you going to get crazy arthritis later? It just, all of it seems Maybe. so odd is the right word and unnatural and strange. Well, was, the most fat- unnatural thing you could do in all of sport is like throw a baseball. And that's why there's yeah, Tommy John yeah. surgery. So, and literally, Little League exists for that specific reason. So, uh, I'm okay with it. 
destroy your hand. What else are you going to do with it? You know, it's fine. It's fair. Most, I'm not, now I'm completely putting assumptions on them and that's not fair at all, but it seems like these kids are very intelligent and they're probably going to have a white collar or desk type of job, right? That was kind of like my question. Yeah. And it's, and and I guess Felix, the other main character goes on to get a job in finance or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but does that speak more to the Australian economy or him? No, I, I think that just has everything to do with like you're super into uh, formulations, formulas, algorithms, yeah. and patterns, and yeah. So yeah, sure. you, you're perfect for this. So it makes me think like your hands really don't matter. What's crazier, cubers or spelling bee champs? Cubers, because every single school has a spelling bee. And the spelling bee championships are on ESPN, and they're highly rated, and there's that documentary. They're at the stupid casino in D.C. Like, yeah. So, or outside so the, of D.C. Cubers are just like the underground punk rock spelling bee. Kind kids. of. Yeah, I like that. I've never heard of this before. It's really weird, man. Did you, I knew, like, maybe peripherally, I knew, like, one or two guys in high school or college that would, like, have a Rubik's Cube, but they were, like, also the guys that, like, Kinda did the hacky sack stuff. Yeah, for sure. There was always somebody that could like juggle or somebody yeah, that could yeah, solve yeah, a Rubik's yeah, yeah. cube. They had one of those weird skills they picked up as a kid. I was really jealous. I never had one of those party tricks. You, you know? wanted you want that to be your party trick? Dude, maybe maybe my bitter takes are all just resentment at myself <laughs> for never learning. You're just jealous of Felix and Max. Yeah, that might be it. That might Do you be like that Felix's name is spelled F E L F E L I K S? I love that actually. That's cool. It's ridiculous. This was the nicest character I've seen on a screen in 2020 is Felix. He, you know, had all the tools to have toxic uh, masculinity. He was great. Yeah. He was a sweet kid. Yeah. And he all the made... pieces were in place for him to be a jerk, but he just wasn't. Yep. And he made somebody who looked up to him feel like they were peers. And it's yes. so nice. You know, it was interesting in terms of the filmmaking, like they're following these kids around and the big buildup is this national mm-hmm. championship, I guess, in his hometown. World championships in world, Australia. Sorry, world championships in Australia, right? You're throwing so much shade. People come from around the world. Well, the point the point I was going to make is it's just interesting that they lose. Oh, yeah. And I'm great. sure the filmmakers, the whole, like what a weird thing to have to hype this kid Felix up for. He's doing these pre-interviews where he's like, yeah, pretty special, man. You know, he's like all these foreshadowing moments where he's like, it really just matters about the three, the three by three. You know, I could lose the rest as long as I take that home. And then he just blows it. Yeah. That's great. I want that. Yeah, it was great. Um, you, you won't get that in a Jordan doc. That's the thing. This guy gets 39 minutes and he's the greatest that's ever done it. Jordan gets 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> And Jordan has zero friends. Well, this is his last dance, Felix. Um, <laughs> but Felix seems like a very nice man, and I, I'm assuming he's doing well and have survived COVID. We would assume so. Yeah. Well, I mean, their stats are pretty good over there. Yeah, Max, I think, is your neighbor in California now. Max is in California. I hope that he's able to breathe outside. Are you able to breathe outside right now? I'm fine. Yeah, I, I did move to Los Angeles uh, at the peak of the wildfire smoke spreading throughout the state of California and gray skies and weird orange sun. Um, so it was a nice dystopian time to move here to L.A. I felt like I came here at the city's most vulnerable, and I kind of love that. It's great. 
You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, this is LA at its like most beat up. Cool. You've never sounded more like a predator. <laughs> no, it's I like it's a weak. The, it's, it's empathy. You know, I want I want oh, that's I what wanna, that is. It, yes, it's empathy, exactly. Okay, so you um, you left Washington DC at the end of August? Yeah. And you drove to California because you heard uh-huh. a Led Zeppelin song and <laughs> You hiked along, sorry, you camped along the way. I did. Yeah, the, I did a lot of- The photos you uh, took are beautiful. Was it a I, lie? Was it actually nice or was- It was staged. Yeah. It, no, it was. It was really beautiful. Um, I did a lot of backpacking, a lot of backcountry camping. And, you know, yeah, a lot of these really remote, gorgeous um, landscapes and scenes are earned. Like, it was some fucking hard hiking that I had to do to get to lots, but it was nice. I, I wanted to beat myself up a little bit. Did you smell myself. bad or could you even smell yourself? Yeah. I, I mean, I stopped at hotels every few days. Okay. There were a few hotel stops along the way to recharge. The hotel stops, what kind of hotels were they? Um, Mid-level shitty ones. So were there elevators? Yeah. Did you ride the elevator with anybody else? No. Okay. Were people wearing masks? Yes, Good. every single place, and I was in a lot of Trump country. Um, West Virginia was the only place that was pretty adamantly not mask hmm. wearing. Everywhere else seemed to just be wearing them and it not being a big deal. I did have a drink at a bar in Omaha inside, which was trippy. Um, Do you remember the name of the bar? Kind of, no, I don't. Do you remember what it looked like? Mm, it was rather big. Okay. And had outdoor, well, everywhere has outdoor seating. It was like a kind of old building. I, I mean, fuzzy. I, I liked Omaha, though. Omaha yeah, was Omaha's a surprising great. city. I was really surprised by how much I liked Omaha. And yeah, and Mon- like a lot of bars and restaurants were open. It seemed like things weren't as strict as they are in major cities. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody was wearing masks. What was the most beautiful spot on the trip? Hmm. This place called the Golden Cathedral in Utah, which is a neon canyon, I believe. It was very difficult to get there. My sedan had to drive a ten-mile like ATV road Mm -hmm. that took me about two and a half hours to drive the ten miles. That's how that's how like rough and rocky it was. So yeah. I, I, I think I misread that one. It was definitely meant for ATVs. But once you're about 40 minutes into something like that, you're like, well, I'm kind of just going for it now. And yeah, I had to like scale some canyons and it was very difficult. But any flat tires, any car trouble? No, no disasters. Wow. It would be a really boring movie. No points of tension. Or Are you glad you did it alone? Yeah. What did you listen to? Funny enough, because as soon as I get to L.A., there's Jerry Saltz just, you know, trolling everyone. I listen to a shit ton of D- uh, Steely Dan. Really? Mm-hmm. I love Steely Dan. I listen oh to a lot of, like... See, there's... For me, I don't like necessarily relaxing road trip music where it's mm-hmm. just, like, some stuff I know. I like Frank Zappa or, like, steely dan like shit that's just so dense and huge catalogs and artists who like i never have the time to really really go into the zappa catalog and mm-hmm. road trips are great for that okay and then a lot of merle haggard who i hadn't really spent too much time with 
So, like, based on what you've been listening to, like, you're super pumped that RBG died. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. Um, how high are you right now? One to ten. Zero. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why I'd assume you'd be, like, high the entire trip, the entire time you've been in L.A. Like, I'm No, and I'll tell you, now. you know, I'll tell you, I did bring a bunch of mushrooms on this road trip. And the idea was like, I'm going to go to these really remote, beautiful places and trip my face off mm-hmm. and, you know, have some, the minute you see like a rattlesnake or some bear, you're mm. like, Nope, not doing that. Never mind. So did no you pot, do any no of them? Mushroom. No, I didn't do anything. Wow. It so was you just, just drove with like level three narcotics across the country for, <laughs> for giggles. Yeah. That was the real thrill. That's the high man. Just <laughs> the risk of getting caught. I did get two speeding tickets. Did you? I did. Where in for Ohio, how much? Ohio and um, Montana, and I should probably check on those. Did you get pulled over, or were they mailed to you? No, pulled over. Ooh, how, how much over? Filed. Not that bad. In fact, it was surprising. One of them was like seventy-six and a seventy. I had a car what? full of stuff, mm. just like I think I with my beat up DC plates and my car packed to the gills of like bedding and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just probably looked like somebody to pull over. Did you, when the people pulled you over, were they wearing masks? No. Oh Police boy. were not wearing masks. That to me is the most stressful encounter you could have. Yeah. Totally. Because I also didn't want to come across as this like liberal passing through Montana, yeah. you know, so I had to be kind of cool about it. So you blasted your Myrtle Haggard. Yes. You know what? Actually, when I got pulled over in Montana, I was listening to Neil Young and I left it on. I don't know if I would have done that. It was a real country sounding generic. I don't think they would have necessarily known. But it like, you know, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe the faint sound of guitar will soothe this Republican police officer. didn't do much for me. Are you? How much was the ticket? At least 150 each, I think. Not crazy. That sucks, but. How much were you over in Montana? Uh, again, like maybe an eighty-two and a seventy. Nothing crazy. It was like ten, Damn. no more than ten miles over. Damn, that sucks. Man. And I mean, I'm, I'm good at highway driving. I never get tickets. It was very strange. Yeah. Are you glad you're in LA? Very. Okay. Um, have you seen anyone? I have some friends here that have seen. The thing about LA that's wonderful right now is the COVID testing is incredibly easy yeah um, you just drive through dodger stadium it's like a 12-hour turnaround on the results that's crazy yeah it makes life a lot more functional yeah you know not to say that all of a sudden you get tested and then you're doing a bunch of high-risk stuff but it's just there's a different kind of flow do you think that things will get back to normal whatever that is in la or dc first Maybe DC. I don't know. I mean, just LA felt when, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just bigger and it's amplified and the homeless problem is bigger here. It just felt more post apocalyptic here. It felt Mm. like they got hit harder, that there were the wounds were bigger. So for that, I'm like, maybe DC bounces back quicker. However, I think we are already in the process of normalization. Like this is what back to normal starts to look like. Yeah. I think everyone's kind of waiting for this moment. And I'm like, no, this is it. 
Yeah. I mean, you can go to more places now than you could two months ago, and that will gradually continue until you're just like, oh, this is mostly normal, except we wear masks in public. Are you worried about money? Very. Are you worried about your health? No. Yeah. Are you insured? Not currently, because I didn't time it right. How so? I canceled my DC insurance and assumed I was just going to shop on the marketplace in LA and just get something. Because I'm not working, I qualify for Medi-Cal. They're like public assistance sort Mm -hmm. of thing. I didn't intentionally try to sign up for that. They just did when I gave them my income. And then there's a 30-day waiting period for that. So I got some weird little... Yeah, and I've spent hours and hours on the phone trying to get to the bottom of it, and it's just, it is what it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to wait, but I may end up with free insurance, so that'll be nice. That's cool. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm still, I don't know much about California, man. It's a big, big, state, <laughs> big, confusing state. Uh, any desire to move north to, uh, just in the middle of a fire? Just move to a fire? Yeah, just new road trip. Follow the fire. Flame. Yeah. Have you exactly. thought about being a fireman? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not. I have really been itching to 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 uh get a Rubik's cube after this film though. Like in all seriousness. Would you get the like super basic three by three or would you do yeah, those crazy difficult ones that I've never seen before until this film? No, the three by three. I love that. That's the classic. That was one of my favorite parts of the film, the romanticization of the three by three. See now, like if this was a original, that's why I like this film so much because this could have been part of that, like the toys that made us series, or the same people that did the video game series, where it's just like nostalgic walk down the block. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This didn't do that. That's why I liked it. You know what? That's you're 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 selling me. That's that's a good point. It could have been much much worse. I think I'm just my my. There's something about the palette, the production palette mm-hmm. of some of these things made for Netflix, where like the music supervision is just awful and it's like did you just choose the music they play on car commercials like did you go to a stock library so some of those decisions aesthetically just turn me off on a lot of stuff like this does that make sense yeah but this was not actually done this was done by shy girl who's out of portland oh really yeah hmm <laughs> i don't know i just find a lot who's of stuff probably been in your orbit yeah right i'm Fuck. serious <laughs> he's probably your neighbor yeah, he's probably upstairs right now yeah. with that dog. Uh, I didn't. I understand your problem with it. I think I've seen a lot more of these type of things that this stood out as so good in comparison, and because it was a positive documentary, it stood out even more. Hmm. It was positive. It really didn't leave you with any lingering darkness. No. They're, they're and they're up front problem. with the darkness too. Like seeing seeing what happens to. Max is like heartbreaking at one point but like his parents are just superheroes and the way Felix helps with everything with without actually saying like this is my role it's it's exactly how society should be and this is yet one of those things that made me wish I was not in this country <laughs> uh, that's yeah that's fair like Felix I is mean, only like this because he's from Australia damn that's I don't sad. know that's stupid that's a stupid assumption you are who you are it's just it seems like this is the culture would be more in tune to be, I don't know, compassionate. And it's mm. not fair for me to say like this country is a compassionate. If I'm trying to be compassionate, I'm in this country. I'm just, I'm also in a dark place. I think the majority of people are. And 
seeing these two together made me feel hopeful. That's in nice. a way that nothing in the last dance made me feel hopeful. No, no, but maybe that's what I was missing from this. I wanted a little bit of bitter sauce. You, you wanted Felix to look at an iPad and talk shit about competitors. Yeah, exactly. Which was actually great and probably one of the highlights of 2020. What about the German kid that upset them both? Couldn't we get something on yeah. him? You know? <laughs> that kid uh, sucks. Are you watching the uh, the uh, semifinals? Yeah, sure am. Now that you're an L.A. resident, are you officially a Lakers fan? No, but um, I will share a really awesome L.A. story that uh, I believe the second or third night I was here, I went to Vons, which is kind of their local supermarket chain. Um, I don't know how local. It's a California thing, I guess. Anyway, so I'm shopping and I'm at the checkout register and this guy's uh, kind of like half paying attention to swiping the groceries. He's looking down. And I'm not sure if he's like texting somebody or what. And then all of a sudden he screams and he goes, oh, shit. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, you're all right, man. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm watching the show. And I was like, what show? And he, ah. he, smirk, he smirks and he looks at me and he goes, the lake show, baby. LeBron, tie game. <laughs> and he turns the iPhone around and he's like, bro, you watch, man. I'll finish, I'll finish these groceries. It was awesome. Everything That's I've amazing. always thought I hated about Lakers fans was put into question in that moment and i'm like man that would totally be me if the knicks were good do you okay so you must hate the celtics too right i hate the celtics much more than because I they're in your like, you, you actually face them way more often well i'm a new yorker we, we don't do Boston. exactly that's what i was wondering but when you think of like historic teams you're one of them but like as a bulls fan i don't hate anybody I just hate the ownership. Not even the ownership, because like they got six, you know. I just well, the don't... Knicks have no rivals. Really? It would be silly to say that. But the Pacers, it's so old now that like we've aged out of any meaningful rivalries. They don't matter anymore. Yeah, it's sad, but we have. It's been so long since we've been good. We can't lay claim to any real rivalry. Well, then the Nets, does the Lakers Celtics rivalry count as a rivalry anymore? Not really. I don't think so. But I guess there's still people that are old enough to remember those yeah. series. And I mean, the, the the Pats and the Seahawks faced off the other night, um, and I feel like that's still a rivalry because it's the same coach for this for both teams, and it's the same quarterback for the Seahawks. So like, there's that connective tissue from that Super Bowl five years ago, where there's nothing from the last time the Lakers and the Celtics were in the finals. Well, I guess Genie Bus. So no, I'm wrong. So True. ownership is the same. I mean, if the Knicks suddenly became good and went against the Pacers in the Eastern Conference Finals, that would feel like a rivalry, I guess. That'd be cool? Yeah. Or the Heat. The Heat used to be rivals of ours. Are you hopeful for uh, the next year of basketball, or do you think we're going to have another bubble year? Uh, oh, I mean, that's I mean, a Isn't good it supposed question. to start like in a month? Well, yeah, they're saying, you know, likely – they're pushing it back as far as they can because they want Christmas, fans. right? They're saying potentially past that now. Oh, um, wow. Christmas is the target, though. I don't... I can't see there being fans, but it's also hard to see there not being fans. It's, it's a tough one. Um, I think... Who was it? Like, the, the Chiefs on opening week did, like, 20% of the stadium capacity yeah. or something? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Are we really going to see that in the NBA? It, I don't think so. I... I don't know. But don't how know. much money is this making? That's my big question is how yeah. much money is not making. 
how much bleeding is the bubble stopping for, yeah. you know, income? And that's a doc. Yeah. <laughs> that I want to see. The finances of the bubble alone. I'm, yeah, man. That might be the most interesting sports story of 2020. It may be the most interesting sports story of the last, I don't know how long. I mean, it's fascinating, yeah. the bubble. And, and are you happy with the state of play? Yeah. How yeah, could you too. not be? It's so good. You know, a friend of mine, Andrew Quo, who's who does a show called Cookies, he posited that, like, maybe this is better because it takes away any kind of, like, weird home court or, like, mm-hmm. any variable. There are no variables any longer. Yeah. Oh, the rims were softer here. Or we were jet lagged. or We partied in New York the night before or whatever. Right? Like, this is competition in maybe a more pure form and format. So this is the closest you can get to like the World Cube Association's World Championships. That's right. Pure athleticism on display. No BS. We're Cuban. We're gaming. We're gleaming the cube. Can't believe it took 30 minutes to get that reference out. Do you even know what I'm talking about with that? No. The Tony Hawk film. You got to gleam the cube. Oh, my God. Tony Hawk, which was just re-released for PlayStation. Do you have PlayStation? I have a PlayStation. I also have ordered a PlayStation 5. That's cool. Do you think Completely you're irresponsible. I don't have the money for it. <laughs> Sometimes you got to just hold on to your childhood. Um, I won a game last night on eBay uh, for Super Nintendo, and it's a game I maybe mentioned to you. Do you want to guess what it is? It's got to be a wrestling game. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Then I don't know. It's Revolution X, the Aerosmith shooter game. Oh, my God. Do you know that game? Wow. I didn't know it existed. Yeah, it's horrible. I'm looking it up right now. I, I bet it's horrible. I mean, I guess that's around the time that like Michael Jackson did the Genesis game. No, no this, this is 94. This is way Damn. later. Oh, yeah. No, I do remember this. This was an arcade game. Yeah, but then, they, then it got uh, carded and... The the arcade game is legitimately great and so fun. And I spent my like twelve year old birthday or eleven year old whatever birthday was like ninety four playing that game start to finish with like we're doing this for two hours at a Channing Castle. Like it was that like big stack of quarters, yeah. Yeah, it was it was the best. And then like the next year it came out on the carts and it's just eh. But I, I think I won it for four dollars and twenty five cents on eBay last night. How do you have? I'm assuming you have a Super Nintendo. I have the uh, Nintendo Super Nintendo, like um, oh, whatever that you could just buy for like fifty bucks. How long do you see yourself spending with this game? Well, total? that's the thing. This game I bought to play with people, but I can't have anybody inside. Uh, that's rough. So I have to figure out if I could put this on a projector and play outside. Now you're talking. Because this could be like the dumbest, funnest thing to play outside in the middle of now, winter. that is the kind of rock star energy Aerosmith would want you to have. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. We're, my wife and I are now debating, like, should we buy the propane tank thing to, like, have fires? Yeah, so you're, you're saddling in and trying to make the most of your outdoor space as the, as the weather changes, I guess, huh? Cause... Yeah, you don't have that issue. And that's where I was going with that. We know, <laughs> but uh, but in theory, fingers crossed, 
DC's not going to burn down. That's true. So we're gonna we're gonna see who's laughing. Probably me because you'll have no lung capacity. Yeah, I mean, you joke about smoking. I'm a I I'd quit smoking, but I'm basically a cigarette smoker again with yeah, this. You really this screwed up. I did. I don't know, man. Like I going against the grain, you know. <laughs> Even after all this, I'm like, yeah, I still kind of want to go to LA. <laughs> oh, it's great. I'm I'm such a I'm such an asshole. I'm totally that guy, that East Coast guy that's like in his California honeymoon and everything is wonderful. But um I don't know. It it really does do something for well, I don't know if California's doing something for my serotonin or just any kind of change being exciting during COVID, but <sighs> have you met anyone you knew? Like are you meeting new friends? I'm trying to no. be you. Yeah. So like how is this happening? I mean I'm on dating apps, but like that's not really a great way to make friends, isn't it? I guess in theory. What else are you gonna I do? Have, I have friends here, though. Okay. Now, are you? I feel like I'm asking personal questions, but I'm trying to make it vague as possible where you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, is your family okay with you living there? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Um. Is there anyone you you wish you could have said goodbye to when, before you left D.C. or more importantly, before you left New York? I would say more importantly before I left D.C. Okay. Um, that's something that's a source of some sadness. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, there are plenty of people that I wish I saw or spent more time with, but... Everything kind of blurs together in this pandemic moment yeah. where it's like, it's not a normal time to leave a city and be like, I didn't see my friends. Well, I wasn't seeing friends really much yeah. anyway. And so, I mean, nothing really makes sense. Yeah. Kind of just feels like playing with house money because everything's fucked. And it's just like, well, whatever. Are you going to try to keep your dream alive, which is your business? Or the longer this goes, the less likely that is... No, that's that's I, if we're defining my business as kind of like any of my creative endeavors, then yeah, like it's full speed ahead with keeping that alive. Um, and it just feels like in California there is more, even now, more opportunity and money to be had in these fields. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> waiting it out. Has this pandemic made you do? I know that you got like more in shape since the start of this. Are you still in shape? I've lost it, man. Oh, really? Two weeks on the road of yeah. like every fast food restaurant. Because the thing that happens on road trips, at least for me, is like I become a teenage kid and I'm like, ooh, Arby's or oh man, Hardee's or Carl's Jr.'s. We don't get those. Like I have to like try every fucking oh, yeah. fast restaurant that, you know, t- Taco John's. What is this South Dakota? Which was the best stuff? fast food that you have not regularly imbibed? <laughs> it all sort of blurred together. I mean, I've got a soft spot for Del Taco here in California. Okay. But that's not helpful they're, because they're they're like readily available, right? Yeah. Um trying to think otherwise. Yeah, nothing really stood out to Great. Totally so it was you. totally You know what I wanted to go to that I didn't was I, I saw a sign for Godfather Pizza, the oh, yeah. establishment. I couldn't believe it was real. I was like, wow, oh, this hell, exists. Yeah. Um, we, my, my wife and I did, um, like the classic fast foods. Um, the one time we left the city, which is like Wendy's uh, every day, all day, 
because mm-hmm. it's the least objectionable and uh you could order <laughs> you could order easier it's stupid and then chipotle is the greatest thing right now during the pandemic because they have the order and pickup thing you do it all on your phone correct and, and it's it seems more seamless and it also like travels way better than any other fast food see like wendy's and chipotle those are totally good couples fast food yeah establishments i i was more on on the trashy side of like i said hardy's carl jr's now i've know. had whataburger in texas is that a texas thing or is that just That's like a non- texas thing. okay yeah i mean in and out is the thing here okay and yeah, yeah, it was yeah. good it was fine yeah, yeah. the same way yeah in and out's great i prefer in and out to five guys i don't understand why so do i yeah okay for sure uh but to answer your first question no i i, I think i've put a few pounds back on Hell and, yeah yeah are you worried about depression? Right now, no, because I've got the new the new car smell of being in a new city. Change is really good for mental health for me. Um, yeah, I, I do worse when things are stale. Mm-hmm. And even if things are not great, if it's all new, it can kind of feel like a new Rubik's Cube to solve. <laughs> but we all know that all Rubik's Cubes have the same uh, <laughs> equations to get you there. Uh, to solve it. So are you in fear that you're just going to run out of places to run to? Yeah. Cool. For sure. But I think, I think, and history has kind of suggested as much. You got a good few years in LA to keep things interesting. (laughs) There's a lot to keep you distracted here. And so this is your John Lennon cocaine years. You got it. Minus the cocaine. Although maybe that's coming. I don't know. I'm open. Lose that weight. I'm open, man. Uh, I'm glad you watched the Speed Cubers. Me too. I am. I did pick the next movie as well. So I, I, I we're gonna talk about it. But I just want to know what you like more once you watch One in a Million or One in a Billion or whatever or the Speed Cubers because I don't know where you're gonna land on this one. Have you seen this? Oh yeah, I've seen both. Great. You had previously seen Bill. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna go into this one in a billion film. Yeah, I didn't drive across the country for two weeks. I uh, I've been here. Oh, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm back and settled into my doing nothing mode now. So that's horrible. <laughs> Don't do that. I will not celebrate malaise. I'm sorry. Well, I'm ready for all these docs. <laughs>